being interpreted into Spanish. Sam or Alejandro, would you please introduce yourself and let our viewers know how to enable translation on their devices? Yes, of course. Thank you very much for having us once again. Uh, my name is Alejandro Arrieta. I will be one of two interpreters working with my colleague, Sam. Thank you all for your patience as I provided these instructions in Spanish. Hola a todos, mi nombre es Alejandro Arrieta, soy uno de dos intérpretes eh, interpretando al español el día de hoy junto con mi colega Sam. Si usted prefiere escuchar en español, podrá seleccionar el icono terráqueo a mano derecha en la parte de abajo de su pantalla. Eh, seleccionando esa configuración de la interpretación, podrá seleccionar el español. Si ha ingresado a la junta usando un dispositivo móvil, tal como tableta o celular, verá la opción de la interpretación bajo el menú con los tres puntitos que dicen más o en inglés more. De ambos modos podrá seleccionar el español y si es necesario para usted poner el audio original en silencio justo abajo. Con eso es todo. Muchas gracias. Thank you very much. Thank you, Alejandro. Welcome to the general public comment session of February 5th. Uh, before reconvening, our regular meeting council provides a half-hour general public comment session to hear from the public on any city matter, except for when scheduled for a legally required public hearing. To maximize time for resident comment, council will not offer comments or responses from the dais. Council or staff may contact speakers following your comment if you may raise matters that lend themselves to follow-up. For those participating in person when called upon, please come to the podium. On the monitor on the wall, you'll see your time counting down. For those participating virtually, when called upon, please wait until our meeting host promotes you to speaker. When you are promoted, please accept the promotion, turn on your camera if you have one, and your microphone. All speakers should begin their remarks by telling council your name, and you will have three minutes to speak. Uh, please refrain from profane or obscene speech. Uh, direct your comments to council as a whole and refrain from individual or personal attacks, including disparaging other speakers' motives. Uh, we will begin um, with our sign-up list, Evan Weissman in chambers. Is Evan on Zoom? No. Uh, Sarah Kaplan-Gould in chambers. Thank you. Um, hello, council members. My name is Sarah Kaplan-Gould, and I'm a resident in Denver City Council District 6. Um, I come here as a member of the Denver Jewish community and as a constituent to call on the council to support the ceasefire proclamation and to use your positions as elected officials to take a clear moral stand that all life is precious and that all people deserve to live with safety and dignity, no exceptions. Um, and I wanna add this includes our unhoused neighbors whose lives are threatened when we allow encampment sweeps to happen below freezing. I was so disheartened to hear the conversation that the council had last week. Um, uh, and, and the larger um, conversation in this country about um, how support for the Jewish community is what's keeping people from speaking out for ceasefire. Um, as a Jewish person, I am outraged that tens of thousands of Palestinian people are being killed, injured, and disabled in the name of Jewish safety. I come from a long lineage of Jews who oppose Zaris military inscription who fled anti-Semitic pogroms to come to this country for safety. And I am outraged by the ways in which our government provides unconditional military support. That's $3.8 billion every year um, to a country that is plainly in violation of international law. Um, I wanna make it clear that the 75 year history of Israeli occupation and dispossession of the Palestinian people diminishes the humanity of all of us of US taxpayers, of Jews who are used as wedges for the US continued support of military, um, of Israeli military support, 
Um, and I'm just here, like, <sighs> everything that I heard did not represent me and did not represent my community. Um, there are so many Jews who support an immediate and permanent ceasefire. Um, and who hold that our safety as Jews is inextricably connected to the safety of Palestinians. Um, a ceasefire is the clear moral line to stop Israel's genocidal attacks against Gaza, and just the first step in bringing just peace to all people in the region so that everyone can be safe and secure with their families. Um, if you don't support this proclamation, don't let it be for supposed support of the Jewish community. You want to stand with the Jewish community? Then stand with me and those who support unequivocally international law and human rights for everybody, no exceptions. Um, stand with me for ceasefire, stand with me for safety for all Jewish people and all Palestinians. Um, thank you. Thank you very much. Our next speaker signed up is Kathleen McKenzie. Thank you, Madam President, and all of you for allowing me and others to speak to you tonight. My name is Kathleen McKenzie, and I live in Council District 10. Um, I was privileged to serve on this body from 1999 to 2007, and our failure then to have this kind of public forum was a lamentable lapse, in my opinion, in municipal democracy. So kudos to Councilman Cashman and others who achieved this opportunity for us to talk to you. Um, I'm here tonight to ask you to pass a proclamation calling for an Israeli ceasefire on the war in Gaza, a ceasefire on the Israeli war in Gaza. I have some experience with this. In 2003, when I was on this body, I sponsored a resolution against the Iraq war. I had come of age in the Vietnam era, and I couldn't believe that my country was again going to war halfway around the world with confused objectives. So I thought, I have a platform. I cannot sanction this war with my silence. Then, as, then, as now, people said, foreign policy is not the business of the Denver City Council. Then, as now, we have plenty of other problems to address. But some of you may remember how muted dissent was in the post 9-11 period. Then, dissent was called anti-patriotism. Now it's called anti-Semitism. The thuggish hounding of people who dare to criticize Israel makes this, in my opinion, another shameful period in American history. It seems that the First Amendment must be defended over and over again. 
The other lesson that I thought Americans had learned from our Middle East disasters is that terrorist organizations cannot be bombed or assassinated out of existence. They simply reemerge, often in a more dangerous form. Nothing we are doing in Gaza is making us safer. Um, Thank you so much. We need to get that to the it? other. That's okay. it. <laughs> Thank you. I was trying to watch the chat. Our next speaker in queue is Kamle Shaban. Hello. Good evening. My name is Kamla Shaban. I'm a child and adolescent psychiatrist. I practice and live in Denver. I'm here tonight with two main agenda items, demanding that at least two of you change your vote to a yes for the ban on freezing sweeps and demanding a ceasefire resolution for Gaza. Looking at the agenda, I see most of us are here for the same thing, so I'll try to keep my remarks brief so you can hear from as many of us as possible. The majority of you campaigned for this office with some sort of promise or discussion around helping those experiencing homelessness. We already know from previous years of doing this that sweeps are not only not the answer, they don't work, but they are also inhumane and undignified. Everyone agreed that another more sustainable solution needed to be found. And yet here we are with no other solution, the crisis getting worse and continued to sweep. If you will not and cannot do anything to fix this solution, the absolute bare minimum that you can do is ban freezing sweeps. This is truly the least you can do to keep your commitments to Denver. Currently, housing rates are out of control. Rent and mortgage payments are more than most of us make in a month. Childcare costs are more than most of us make in a month. The, with the increases in electric bills, cost of food and health caring being more than the average wage increase any of us have seen in years, and all of these are things you promised to fix. Since you won't do that, the two of you could do the bare minimum again by changing your vote to stop the mayor from vetoing this resolution. Otherwise, what can we expect from our government? That we will be swept aside, pushed further down, and be someone else's problem. Many of you also campaigned on issues of social justice, environmental justice, immigration rights, human rights, or women's rights. And if you cannot see how that directly to re relates to whether or not we stand up against and call for the end of a genocide in Gaza, in Congo, in Sudan, and all the other places, then you are performative allies. You cannot have clear air, clean air if you are allowing to the bombing of another country. You do not deserve electric vehicles if you cannot, if the only way you can get them is by destroying the Congo and Sudan. You do not stand for human rights if you allow humans to be bombed, abused, raped, destroyed, and killed. You cannot say you uh, stand for justice if you are quiet during a genocide. You cannot say you stand for justice if you are quiet during a genocide. You cannot champion climate justice if you ignore the impact war, bombing, and white sulfur have on the earth. You cannot champion climate justice while you allow the destruction of another nation for their resources. You cannot champion climate justice while you allow fracking to continue in our state. Right now, you are performative allies, and we are no longer here for a performance. We are here for action. We demand you uphold your commitments to us since you were hired by us to speak for us. We demand a ceasefire now, a free Palestine, a free Congo, a free Sudan, an end to genocide against Palestinians, Congolese, Sudanese, Tigray, and Armenian populations. 
We demand a ban on freezing sweeps. We demand that Denver City Council take action on these issues as members not only of Denver, but of our global community that is interdependent. Lands back, you. free Palestine, ceasefire now. Thank now. you very much. Our next speaker in queue is Carissa Garcia. Good evening. My name is Carissa Garcia and I live in the sixth district in Denver. I'm an indigenous person born and raised in Colorado. My mother grew up in Denver's Five Points on the east side. I'm a descendant of and a survivor of genocide on this land. I served eight years in the United States Army. I did two tours of war. The United States military stole my land and my youth, and they used it to terrorize children all over the world. So today I'm speaking in defense of Palestine for their land, their youth, and their future which is directly, which directly impacts our future and the self-determination of indigenous people everywhere. In 2004, I landed in Iraq and entered the belly of the beast of US imperialism. Mm -hmm. 20 years later, I still can't sleep and the army hasn't paid for my college education. In Iraq, I saw how the lust for oil and power turned men into monsters. I've seen the United States' blatant disregard for all life on this planet, especially black and brown lives. Make no mistake, the terror in Palestine is not a war, it is genocide. As an indigenous daughter of these occupied lands, I can, and, and a disabled veteran of the US military, I cannot stand idly by while we continue to murder children and genocide a people. And neither should you. We are doing our part here today. And we are calling on you, the elected leaders of this city, to do your part. Pass a resolution supporting a ceasefire in Gaza, including the immediate and unhindered passage of humanitarian aid, the release of all hostages and political prisoners, an end to the US military funding for Israel that is being used to target and kill tens of thousands of innocent Palestinian civilians, most of whom are children. We must utilize our resources, not for the destruction of life, but to provide critical aid to the Palestinian people, to heal our veterans, and to feed and house our struggling siblings right outside these doors. Thank you Land very much. Back and ceasefire now. Thank you very much. Our next speaker is Adal Raja. 
Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk. Uh, I don't think I've ever done anything like this before. You know, uh, I'm not from Palestine. I'm from Pakistan. You know, I've been in this country for a very, very long time. And, you know, I try to stand up for a lot of people. Anything I think is wrong, you know, if you, you know, need help or your cause is right, I will jump on your cause. I think it's the right thing to do, right? The reason why I'm here today, the reason why I'm wearing this is, you know, to have a conversation with people. I feel like there's such a misinformation in this country that starts at the top, right? And uh, trying to manipulate people's thoughts, right? So the goal that I have is when I wear this is to just talk to people, you know? There's no way a regular human being will be against the Palestinian people. It doesn't make sense to me. It does not make sense. So all we need is a conversation, right? I was on the chairlift the other day snowboarding and I was wearing this. And luckily one of the guys sitting next to me was a Jewish person. He was like, hey, I'm Jewish, can I talk to you? I was like, of course, that's why I wear this, right? And him and I talk and we agree. We're like, you know, what's going on with the Palestinian people is not right, right? There's the right way of doing it and there's wrong way of doing it. At the end of the day, I also agree with him for the sake of the conversation, Hamas needs to go. I agree with that. But then understand how you got to get rid of Hamas, right? Hamas is an idea of freedom. Why is, that, why is everybody coming to Hamas? It's a freedom. They're promising freedom. And you have operation, you know, Israeli on the, or the, should I say Zionist on the other side, right? So the, the moral of the story is after the conversation that I have with the people on the left, I was able to educate them, right? You are elected leaders. When we pick you, when we vote for you, we have some confidence level that you are somewhere intelligent. You have somewhere getting your news. You're not watching the same news that we are. You have different channels, right? You know what's going on. So with respect to Palestinian people, this didn't happen just out of the blue on October the 7th. It happened a long time ago, right? The least you can do now is cause for a ceasefire. Recognize that and say, okay, this is not the right way. You're killing people, right? The right way is come to the table. Let's have a conversation, you know? It's like, okay, they want peace, they want peace. Let's have a conversation, not just killing people. Be like Chicago. Be one of the main cities who passed that resolution of ceasefire. Be like California. Be one of the cities. You know, I see diversity here. It's freaking excellent. You know, use that. I came to Denver. I'm very new to Denver, you know? And I'm so happy for all these people that are here. And I really urge you guys, man. Like, you know, we supposed to, we voted for you with some kind of confidence. Right now, the political system is not the greatest in merits, right? Thank you very much. That's your yeah. three minutes. So I hope you make the right decision. I hope you vote for a ceasefire. Thank you. We need to get to the next speaker. Our next speaker is signed up in Chambers, Basil Sabah. Hi, Basil Sabah, District 8. Um, dear council members, I'm here today to plead with the council to call for a ceasefire in, the Gaza, in Gaza and all of Israel. I'm a Palestinian American and I speak on behalf of all souls who have lost their lives, their limbs and their dignity in the merciless slaughter. I speak in the name of over 50,000 pregnant women who are now having their children in bombed out homes and on the street with no medical care, clean water, electricity. 
I speak for the Palestinians here in Denver that have lost hundreds of their family members. Now, many of you may not see a reason to speak on this issue, to take sides, as they say, but I assure you it is time to speak just as over 50 other cities, including Chicago City Council, has spoken. I invoke the words of Dr. Martin Luther King in his 1967 anti-Vietnam speech. A time comes when silence is betrayal. Our silence is a betrayal of who we are as humans, a betrayal of our values purporting to care for the hungry, the poor, and the weak. Gaza is a piece of land, roughly 25 miles long, five miles wide. If you overlay Gaza, here in Denver, it would roughly run from downtown Golden to downtown Aurora, with the width from I-70 to 6th Avenue. Inside this land, you would have the density of New York City. Now imagine you drop the equivalent of three Hiroshima bombs on this area and kill and maim half of the children in the Denver public school system. Now imagine you use those bombs and tanks to destroy every single home and apartment in the entire city of Denver and violently move a million Denverites from West Denver to Aurora, starving or maiming every resident of the city. That's what's happening in Gaza. So I'm calling on you to speak. Dr. King reminds us to call that a call for peace is not when it makes a good photo op. The time to call for peace is when it is uncomfortable, when people call you names, when people spit on you, insult you, and call you an agitator. If today was 1943 and I was a Jew standing before you to call for a ceasefire in Germany and Poland, would you speak? Or would you give me the litany of excuses on why it is just so complicated for, of an issue for you to be able to utter such a controversial word? I am begging the council to find the courage to call for a ceasefire and try to see the children of Gaza's eyes in your own children's eyes. Thank you. Our next speaker is uh, Maria Usman. Online, okay. Miriam Usman. Online, okay. Rami Abulaman. Online, okay. Madeline Breno. No, online. No. I'm sorry? Oh, okay. Can, um, uh, Sheriff, can you see if Madeline is in the overflow room? Thank you. I'll go to the next speaker, Mohamed Kuzis. My respected council members, District 5. Uh, my name is Mohamed Kaziz. I'm a pediatrician licensed and working here in the great state of Colorado. I'm here today to ask you to call for a ceasefire in Gaza. As a physician, I've beautifully, I've beautifully carried out my duties with uh, many nights spent awake at the bedsides of my patients, irrespective of their race, of religion, or creed. I've had the privilege to care for Israeli children and Palestinian children alike and made no distinction based on their background. Make no mistake, children are, not, are never guilty of the crimes of others. Though it has been emotionally heavy at times, I love my job. I get to heal and care for the children of Colorado, 
and watch them smile and play. However, children in Gaza and the child hostages from Israel have had no such privilege. Today marks day 122 of this conflict. While there is no justification for the act unleashed on the Israeli people on October 7th, similarly, there is no justification for the horror unleashed on the captive civilian population of Gaza. Gaza is a small enclave of 25 miles by three miles at its narrowest. It is home to 2.2 million people, over 60% of whom are children under the age of 18. So far, so far approximately 35,000 people and specifically 13,000 children have been massacred in the IDF's failed invasion of Gaza. While the stated purpose of this invasion was to destroy Hamas and free the hostages, so far exactly zero hostages have been freed due to military action and Hamas continues to exist. When will we admit that the current campaign has failed? The campaign has turned into collective punishment of a captive population. It has destroyed over 70% of the homes in Gaza, led to mass starvation and created what UN Security, um, what UN Security General Anthony Gutierrez described as a graveyard for children. Gaza is now the most dangerous place in the world to be a child. While we have written to our representatives and protested and appealed to our president to call for a ceasefire, or at the very least not provide U.S. arms to further this genocide, our calls have fallen on deaf ears. I instead turn to you, our respective representatives of the city of Denver, to call for a ceasefire, to help promote practical solutions, ensuring peace and a future for the children of Gaza and leading to the safe return of hostages. I still remember the proudest moment of my career, the moment on the day of my graduation as I, as I was surrounded by my colleagues and teachers, when I stood and swore an oath to dedicate my life to the service of humanity. I stand before you today because our collective humanity is at risk. Mm -hmm. Nothing, and I mean nothing, justifies the preventable death of a child. The death of any child due to war, sickness, starvation is a tragedy and a stain on our collective consciousness. We as a moral community must take a strong stance against the continued assault on childhood before it is too late. I beg of you, call for a ceasefire now. Thank you. Madeline, come on up. Hello, uh, my name is Madeline Drunow. I live in Denver in District 1. I'm here to ask City Council to pass a resolution for an immediate and permanent ceasefire in Gaza, demand the release of all hostages, including all Palestinian political prisoners, push for immediate humanitarian assistance, oppose any new military aid to Israel, and publicly condemn Israel's targeting of civilians. When October 7th happened, I watched the news report on the massacres at a kibbutz. I was horrified and couldn't understand how something like this could happen. So I started to do some research. It didn't take long for me to see the necessity of placing what had happened within the context of Israel's 76-year-long brutal occupation and ethnic cleansing of the Palestinian people. It also became clear that criticism of Israel and Zionism is not anti-Semitic, but such criticism is a moral imperative to take action against supremacy and violent settler colonialism. It has been three months now of Israel's genocide of Palestinians. Over 30,000 people have been murdered by the Israeli military, and of those murdered, 12,000 are children, while over 66,000 Palestinians have been injured. Israel continues to bomb and besiege hospitals, abduct, torture, and execute civilians, and prevent people's access to clean water and food. The depravity of the Israeli military knows no bounds, and they are being funded by our tax dollars. Every year, 3.8 billion of our U.S. tax dollars are sent to Israel. Last year, Biden bypassed Congress twice to send over 250 million worth of weapons to Israel. Most recently, the Biden administration cut all funding to UNRWA, which has been a critical source of humanitarian aid to Gaza. 
The U.S. funding of Israel's genocide is disgusting and implicates all of us to take action at all levels of society. This includes Denver City Council. 70 U.S. cities have passed ceasefire resolutions, including San Francisco, Atlanta, and now Chicago is the largest city yet to call for ceasefire. The Palestinian cause is interconnected with both local, national, and global struggles for freedom, from climate justice uh, to reprodu reproductive rights to child protection rights to police brutality and white supremacy to the present forced displacement and dehumanization of our migrant community, of which I urge for you to also pass the No Freezing Sweeps Bill. And standing with the oppressed, we not only recognize their humanity, but we also free ourselves from the systems that work to keep us atomized and severed from what makes us human. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to get, uh, I'll call his name again, because I believe he's on Zoom, Rami Abu Sliman. If you can accept that promotion, we'd like to bring you in. Any, no, okay. Um, we'll move on to Ace Winters. Just wanted to get a good look at all of you since you take so much of our tax dollars. We know that Zionism is anti-Semitism. We know why we're here to call for a ceasefire. But what is often forgotten is the names of the victims of the brutal Israeli occupation that the Zionist entity carries out against the people of Palestine. So today I will be reading a list of names from the dead. Aisha Khalil Hamdan Alastal, female, 72 years old. Sema Muhammad Suleiman Alastal, 19 years old. Yamin Abdullah Zakaria Alastal, 7 years old. Janan Hamad Nasar Alastal, 1 years old. Mian Yaha Yusuf Alastal, less than a year old. Naja Abdel Ismail Hasuna, 86 years old. Whose grandmother was she? Abdul Rahman Muhammad Fad Hamed Hasuna, 27 years old. Was he a young father? Adam Hassam Amin Hasuna, three years old. What hopes did his parents have for his future? Gada Nabil Hassan Al-Nahar, 26 years old. That's a year older than me. Did she get to go to college? Fatima Muhammad Pame Al-Najjar, five years old. Zain Al-Din Suleiman Muin Al-Nahar, less than a year old. Rita 
Walid, Jihad, Al-Masri, 27, Abdel Razak, Ramez Abdel Razak El-Masri, nine years old. Ayman Ahmad Ramadan Al-Masri, one years old. Rabah Muhammad Abdel Razak Al-Kurd, 51. Jana Osama Ahmed Al-Kurd, five. Inshira Muhammad Ayesh Shaheen, 29. Shaheen Murad Walid Shaheen, six years old. Thank you very much. That's your time. We'll go online. We'll go. We'll go online to Rami. Good evening, everyone. My name is Rami. I've been in District 10 for seven years. <clears throat> I'm here to speak in support of a resolution calling for a ceasefire, a small step to try and end the genocide in Gaza. Every day that passes, we as individuals and as a city become increasingly responsible for the genocide. Our so-called silence or so-called neutrality is anything but. It is a full-throated support for the ongoing ethnic cleansing. Ignorance is no longer an excuse. Either you sit Either you accept our nation unequivocally promoting Israel's right to artificially maintain an ethno-religious majority through settler colonialism and ethnic cleansing, or you don't. My intention tonight is to help City Council find the courage to end our arc towards justice. I will share my fears with you in hopes that it will inspire action. I was silent publicly for over a month after October 7th. I braced myself for what I knew was coming. Bold-faced racist lies to dehumanize Palestinians repeated at the highest levels of our media and government to manufacture consent for the bloodbath to come. I could not bring myself to post or speak publicly. I feared for my job as the sole source of income for my family. I was afraid of being labeled an anti-Semite. I was afraid of re-traumatizing my Jewish friends who were horrified by seeing so many Jews killed in the land they were told is the only way to keep them safe. It's okay to be afraid, I told myself, but I knew it was not okay to remain silent. As it became more apparent that freeing the hostages was a distant second to the collective punishment of Gazans and destruction of their civilian infrastructure to encourage voluntary emigration, our federal government doubled down by censuring Rashida Tlaib, passing legislation equating anti-Zionism with anti-Semitism and bypassing Congress to send more weapons to Israel. My fear and silence only grew. In late November, I visited my dear friend Omar. He's the descendants of Palestinians ethnically cleansed from Hebron and Gaza in 1967. My wife and I played and sang and laughed with his beautiful one-year-old twin daughters. They were born six weeks premature and spent three weeks in the NICU. I kept thinking that if they had been born in Gaza in the last month, they probably would not have survived the power cuts, sieges, and airstrikes from nearly every hospital in Gaza. It was Omar's first time being in the U.S. while he mowed the lawn in Gaza. He was shocked at the level of indifference and ignorance, how everyone seemed to just carry on. I confided I was scared to speak up publicly. I just said I couldn't do it, I can't do it. I could tell that hurt him and I let him down. The next day, my wife and I decided that we had to harness our fear, hold our heads high and say free Palestine to whomever would listen. We lost a few Zionist friends and insignificant price, price to pay while Gazans lose everything. 
We ask you, our representatives, to educate yourselves on the history of the occupation, harness your fear, and help Denver join 50 other cities in taking this critical step forward. If you fail to act, your silence will only feed your fear. I still find it hard to sleep after bearing witness to the daily horror. I'm furious that I have to go to work to help my family off the streets while my labor generates the money used to kill Omar's family in Gaza. But I've spoken my truth to you today, and I think I will sleep soundly for tonight. Thank you all, and free Palestine forever and ever. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That concludes our general public comment session. We won't get to everyone else. We had 84 people sign up for a 30 minute general public comment session. Um, so I appreciate you all coming out. I appreciate your solidarity. Um, next session will be on Monday, February 12th. Senate begins at 11 a.m. this Friday, February 9th. We look forward to hearing from you again. Thank you for attending. <laughs>